and every weight and the sins that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that's set before us. Now you are much aware that we just finished up the 11th chapter of, and is the roll call of the faithful we call it. Amen. The people that died in the faith. Amen. And so uh, we're compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses and we made discussions about that, that amen, that we felt like that it's possible that the good saints of God that's died in this church is watching us tonight. I don't know. But who those cloud of witnesses are, I don't know. It may be that he was just saying all of these that we talked about in Hebrews 11th chapter. But there's one thing for certain. They're alive somewhere. Hallelujah. And I don't know what they're doing, but enjoying life while we're suffering, being disappointed, going to work, paying bills, going back to work so we can pay the bills when they come back in next time. Amen. And then he said, we're going to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Amen. Despised and ashamed, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And for consider him that endured such contradictions, amen, contradictions of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Now, I think that Paul was writing this. I think it was Paul writing this. He was writing to the, to the Jews. And he was writing to basically the spirit-filled people. He was basically writing it to the church, okay? And I don't think it's probably something, well, we don't, that, that was back yonder. I think that we need to recognize the fact the same devil, same battle, amen, it's going on, and the same future we're either going to gain or lose. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said Jesus despised the shame. Amen. And it was a, it was a, a, a way that Brother Harrelson met, or maybe mentioned this uh, last Sunday, or Sunday. Amen. That uh, the way that they treated Jesus, it was a shame. And yes, there he was exposed to the world. Amen. And they, that was just fine with everybody else. They was mocking him and ridiculing him. But you know what? He hung there with all the power to do whatever he chose to do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But he had, a, he had, a, he had a, a, a task, I could say it that way, he had a task to fulfill. He had a purpose in being here, just like you are. Amen. Brother Harrelson made mention a while ago. Amen. I think that each one of us probably, and I prayed a while ago when I was praying, each one of us, I, I think that we have, a, we have a purpose for being here. Some of us can teach Bible studies. Some can talk, get witnesses to people. Some of, them can, some of us can just go knock on doors and invite people or whatever. But we feel like whatever I can do for God, I, I want to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Chapter, verse 3, consider the contradictions. Amen. For consider him that endured such contradictions. Now, the Weymouth translation is that said endured such hostility and directed 
against his, by sinners. Amen. I know some of those sinners when it shouted, amen, Hosanna, blessed he that come in the name of the Lord. <laughs> but now they were crying, crucify him and, and, and so forth. But uh, he said, just consider how he felt after looking out there and seeing some of those people that were wanting him to be the king that he refused to be. Amen. I, I read this the other, I didn't have it in my notes, I think last, last, uh, Wednesday, or last month when I was talking, but when Jesus came riding in on the donkey, they were looking for him to come riding in with military power and, ste- and a steed that was, you know, like a, like a soldier, like an like a army coming in. When he come riding in on a donkey, it was a, it was a sign of submission. They said even the kings, at many times when they were not in armies or whatever, but they went out to greet their subjects, greet the people. They would leave, the, the, uh, when they leave their, their uh, capital or leave the place, he meant the thrones, and they would, they would ride a donkey out there to say, I'm coming in a humble way just to, be, just to have a little camaraderie with my, my people. And so that's what Jesus did. He came riding in as a sign. He come in submission and kindness, amen, that he was showing that he was not trying to use his power. That's why he told Peter. He said, Peter, put up that sword. Why didn't you know I could, I'm, just, I'm repeating this. It's Matthew chapter 26 and verse 53. I could call 12 legions of angels, amen, but how, how would I be able to fulfill that, the scripture? How would I uh, be able to do what I came for? And that is to give my life a ransom for all. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. He was saying, keep your eyes. He was saying this in verse Consider him that endured contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you be weary and faint in your minds. Because we, our minds, you know, I, I know that I'm not going to say anything t- right now that's so uh, out of the way or whatever. But your mind is one of the most blessed things that you got. Right. Amen. And your mind is in your control somewhat. I know you were bombarded with thoughts and hear things and we're in a world, we're in a world that there's, there's hardly a quiet place. Most everybody's got their radio on in their car or got something and uh, they, they, they're gonna be entertaining themselves somewhat. But our minds is one of those things where we can have those sweet meditations with the Lord and you cut off the world. Praise God. Pray without ceasing is, is something that it, it doesn't mean on your knees. It means to keep your mind in a communicative to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now speak, my Lord, my servant, hear, thy servant heareth. Amen. Samuel. Because uh, the Lord many times is probably wanting to say something, but he can't get her attention. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep your eyes and mind upon your destiny. Praise God. Keep your eyes and minds, and uh, you know when you when you do that, 
you won't a lot of this a lot of this uh, clatter and things around you won't affect your mind. You, know, you can just uh, close it out, shut it out, amen. And uh, and uh, so your mind is your mind is partially under your control, I guess. But there is three people trying to, to trying to get it, trying to catch your mind, trying to, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, one, one, writer, one writer said that they become defeated in their minds. Let's just turn to John chapter 11 and read a verse of scripture there. John chapter 11. And I will begin reading at verse 46. It says it. Amen. John chapter 11, verse 46 through 53. But some of them, when they went their way to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done, and then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees to counsel and said, What do we, amen, for this man doth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away Amen, both our places and our nation. And one of them named Caiaphas, amen, which was being a high priest in that, in that time, amen, said, you know nothing, nor consider that it is expedient for one, for us, that one man should die for the people, that the whole nation, amen, perish not. Now, he, he, he gave a prophetical word there, amen, in his statement, amen, but th- th- somebody's got to die. Amen for us. Amen. And, it's, and he spake it not to him of himself, but being a high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for the nation. And not only that one, but all the others. And not for that nation only, but also that he should gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day forward, they took counsel together for to put him to death. Amen. We, we've got to kill Jesus, you know. They, uh, they had already decided he is too good. He's doing too many miracles. Hello? Amen. And we don't want him outshining us. That's not scriptural there. But uh, he's, he's taking more focus off of us and putting it on himself because of what he's doing. And so we, we've got to make sure that when we make him look bad, we've got to kill him, amen, and uh, get rid of him. My, my, my. Well, Paul said it this way about himself in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31, I die daily. I'm, I'm going to die daily. I, I uh, and then First Corinthians chapter nine in verse thirty-two or thirty-seven, excuse me. Uh, we can read that, but he he said, "I keep under my body and bring it into subjection." I'm I'm by my own heart and mind. I'm making sure that my body is not the one that controls my mind, but the spirit. Hello, I'm keeping under my body. I'm I'm putting. I'm, I'm putting chains about it, you know, more or less. I'm, I'm refusing 
I'm refusing to let my desires control my life. I want the spirit to control my life. Does that make sense? Amen. Yes, it does. Amen. After a great Sunday night service that we had, amen. Praise God. Sometimes we get up on a Monday morning. <laughs> and I, I, uh, I used to be honest with you. I mean, of course, I'm, some years ago, you know, uh, I, was the, I was leading the services a lot. I was praying even a lot in the altars and things, and I was preaching a lot Sunday morning, Sunday night. Sometimes I taught Sunday school, Sunday morning, preached in Sunday night. And by Monday morning, I was so hoarse that I couldn't hardly talk. Well, you must have had a good service Sunday night. Yes, I did. Praise God. Hallelujah. I may, uh, and I'm, I'm hoarse tonight because we've been praying the last three nights somewhat. But uh, that's, just a, that's, that's, not, that's not something I complain about. I'm enjoying it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know I, we're, we're probably the only, only people that goes to work on a Monday morning happy. We don't have no hangovers. Amen. We didn't spend all of our money at the beach or whatever. And, uh, we, we've had a great service and we feel the presence of the Lord still. Now, by Friday, we may not be feeling too much of it. But uh, we come back and get another tank full Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, <clears throat> I'll skip that part. <laughs> Verse number four. Verse number four to Hebrews. And I uh, turned back there. I said, you have not resisted unto blood striving against sin. Now the writer here is saying, we haven't really put all that we could into it. We, you know, we've, we're looking to Jesus and we're not letting our minds, amen, be overtaken. Praise God. But we have not yet resisted, amen, under blood, amen, fighting or whatever you say, amen, striving against sin. So uh, the writer was basically saying, you know, there, there's a whole lot more we could do. I dare say there is not one person in this auditorium that feels like I've done my best. I don't think there's anybody hardly can even put that on paper except Paul. I fought a good fight, I finished the course, I've kept the faith. I'm, I henceforth there's laid out for me a crown of righteousness. He, I, I've, I've done everything I could. And he, I, I could basically say, I'm not gonna try to see, try to say, well, let me see, he could have done this or done that. I, he, he, greatest missionary, amen. He walked into all these cities knowing that very possibly it was his death or he was going to be beat up or whatever, but yet he, uh, he charged forward. 
And may I just pause here and say one, if there's not, not, nothing else going to fit my, fit my things, that the Apostle Paul and, and, the, and the saints of those days, I, I would just ask, what was different about the saints in Paul's day than they were in this day? Because we seem to, we seem to get people in the church and pray them through to the Holy Ghost. And uh, then we have to keep after them and keep helping them and grow and so forth. Paul could walk into a city and spend two weeks there and have a church going. And he could walk out of it. And, he, he, and, and they, would just, they would come together and worship and maintain. And he'd call back. He'd call back or write back to them, should I say, not call. But he'd write back to them, you know, and encourage them and tell them to... to um, Appoint some elders and some deacons in a, in, a, in a church that he spent two weeks at or three weeks. They were so, con they, they heard the message of salvation and they would absolutely just say, that's right, that's what we've been looking for. Salvation, eternal life, Lord gonna save us, amen. And that was all it took. Their minds were made up from then on. Now, that don't sound right to us, does it? But that's the way it was. Amen. Verse 2 and 3 talks about, it focuses upon the results. Amen. Uh, Jesus' results in suffering and sacrifice. In verse 3 and 4, you know, we, we have not resisted. You know, he's talking about us now. You have not resisted unto, amen, unto blood. Oh, my. He wants to, he, he wants to make a statement to us. Amen. When, when a person starts questioning these, the, uh, the things that the church is requiring for them to live right, I tell you, you'll know that they're going to be on, they're going to walk a rocky road. You just tell me what I need to do to be pleasing to God. That, well, that don't suit me. Amen. I know uh, there are some that's, uh, well, I better not talk about that, but some, some people decided our church was not, uh, not pleasing to them because the things that they were required, and they already told, told somebody the last two weeks, I've decided, you know, I'm not going to live that way. That's sad. Amen. We're trying to get them to heaven. We're trying to tell them, amen, how to live morally and righteous in this present world. They've lost sight of the goal. They put their hands to the plow and looking back. And the Lord Jesus Christ said they wasn't fit for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Matthew chapter 14, amen, verse 22. Paul, excuse me, Paul, Peter, he heard the Lord say, come on. If you want to come, come on, get out of the boat. But he took his eyes off the Lord and started looking at the waves. And he began to sink, right? Amen. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, 23. Amen. You have not suffered. Amen. This other translate. You have not, you have not been persecuted. 
Amen. You have not uh, had, had injuries in your body. Amen. You're not resisted unto blood. Amen. And, but, amen, he was trying to say our forefathers did. Look back at the chapter 11. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to recognize the fact that the, the road, amen, that you and I are traveling paved with martyrs. Paid with people that died for this glorious gospel. Hallelujah. Verse number five, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when he when thou art rebuked of him. Amen. Now the writer, he's called him son. Now don't 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 be discouraged or don't faint in your minds or whatever. Amen. You don't forget what I've been trying to talk to you about. Amen. Praise God. I'm, I'm speaking to you as children. You have forgotten the exhortation of which I speak unto you as unto children. And then we're going to go into talking about some other things, but let's just turn back right now, and I'm going to make two points of this. Turn back to Job. Uh, Job the eighth chapter, five, fifth chapter, excuse me. Job chapter five, and I will begin to read a couple of verses. Verse number seventeen: Behold, happy is the man whose God correcteth; therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty. Happy is the man whom God correcteth. Did I say? Happy is the man who God correcteth. Amen. Therefore, despise not the chastening of the Almighty, for he maketh sore and bindeth up. He wounds, and his hands makes whole. Amen. Amen. That's, uh, don't, uh, Amen. don't get upset with your dad when he chastens you. Amen. Amen. I talked about this some time back. You know, I don't remember when it was, but talking about children and parents. Amen. There's a need. There's a need for some chastening. There's a need for correcting. Amen. With punishment. And uh, it's kind of like the children, I'm sure, growing up. I mean, you know, we know. How many many times that you wish you had another dad? I think I said talk about that when you was growing up. And now you're proud of him. I thank you. Thank you for this. I thank you, Lord, uh, for my dad. He's uh, how, how he was trying to help me. And uh, when I was growing up and I, I didn't understand, but the Bible says the Lord chased you as children. Amen. Children should never, amen, uh, come against their parents. Amen. Hallelujah. One day you'll thank God for everything that happened to you. Amen. Amen. Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs, we'll turn there in chapter 3. I'll read a few verses of scripture there. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 11 and 12. He said, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his corrections. 
For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son, in whom he delights. Amen. Whom the Lord loves, he corrects them, even as a father does his own son. Amen. So these, uh, these, these, these scriptures, and it's going to fit into our lesson tonight. Amen. That God, and I think I may have mentioned this, I don't remember when, sometime. Amen. The Lord whipped his own kids just like a father whips his own kids and don't whip neighbor's kids. Amen. And the problem is probably right now that sometimes the sinners feel like that if God's not whooping them, things are not going wrong. And, uh, you know, I, I tell stories of my own upbringing sometimes. And I, uh, up the road from us, about a quarter of a mile, which was just a dip in the road and that little hill, there was a family. As they're, they're all dead and gone, so the Fortner family. And uh, they, had a, they had a son that was two years older than myself. And uh, the mother, the mother, I was, I was 14 years old and, and I had the farm, you know. So I'd go up there and hire her to go hoe the cotton and pick the cotton and stuff like that for me. And uh, the son was sitting in the house and he wouldn't come out and wouldn't do anything. And actually, two or three times I went up there and they'd, they'd come out, her, him, or his, or his dad one and tell her she's got to go draw some water before she goes out to the field. Well, what are they doing? They're sitting in the house and made her go drink and draw the water and I'd have to wait until she went to draw the water and come back. And uh, I got a lot of stories I could tell you about John Faulkner. Uh, I guess he had a lice because I, I, I'm sure... I know he never scratched them off, but anyway. But he was, that family was the talk of the place because the, the dad and the son never would turn their hands to work for nothing. I guess they watched the mailbox or something, you know, for, for help. But, but that's, that's the way it was. Amen. And uh, so John came to church. We got him to come to church, and John got the Holy Ghost. One revival, John got the Holy Ghost. And Sunday, the first Sunday after he got the Holy Ghost, he was a shouting, praising God for what the Lord had done for him. And the next Sunday, he came back and he was complaining about everything went wrong that week and, uh, and so forth. He thought that when he served God, everything would be all right. And John was about a week and a half Christian. Never come back again because God didn't take care of him. He wasn't his mama. To go draw him water. <laughs> now, I, you think I'm off lesson? I am not off lesson at all. 
because Paul here is trying to tell them, amen, that here is a cloud of witnesses we're talking about. Here is Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. Amen. And he said, you ain't, you ain't really fought for your own salvation. You haven't really tried anything. You, can, you couldn't even stand. Amen. Can't, you, you, you can't stand a week or two. And that's not, that's not Bible there. But he was really saying that you, you, you've not resisted the devil at all. And I want you to know something. When you become a Christian, you, the devil is your enemy. And you better have more power than he does. You better make sure that you, you be prayed up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here in this verse, Paul is telling the Hebrew people, and also to you and I today, there is progress that by which we develop our spiritual life until we grow in the grace and the knowledge and we strengthen ourselves. Hallelujah. And we focus upon eternity. We quote again. Moses, by faith Moses, when he come to years, he refused to be called the son of St. Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer the afflictions with the people of God and to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Now, if anybody had an opportunity laid in their lap, amen, to enjoy life with all its frills and whatever, Moses had it. But he had rather suffer. Amen. And serve God than to enjoy life as a sinner. Hello? Hello? Amen. Simply, it is simply a physical development, or I said in physical development. It's like this. If you if you go to bed and stay there a week or two, you'll think you're dying almost because you'll be so weak you can't hardly walk. If you don't exercise your, your, your physical body, it'll become weaker and weaker. Amen. And if we don't exercise our spiritual, what happens? Amen. Uh, I, I got wrote down here. It said, if, if a man doesn't, uh, doesn't man doesn't exercise on his job, and some, there's some people job the job they work hard, and uh, they are they their body their body is tired when they get home, but others their job pushing pencils not it's not really exercise, but. Uh, when they get home, they want to go to the gym or something or take exercise in some way. They, 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 they want to keep their body up. Amen. Amen. But our spiritual soul needs more exercise or as much exercise as our physical body if we're going to stay strong in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So Brother Harrelson goes to the gym and he's, he, he's got preaching. <laughs> And so he's exercising his physical body and he's exercising his mind at the same time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I go back to Job and what Job said a while ago. I go back also to uh, the, uh, the Proverbs. Amen. And what, uh, what Solomon said. Amen. The, we, we, we've got to we've got to exercise our senses. 
Amen. First Timothy chapter four and verse number six. First Timothy four and six. Here's what Paul said to Timothy. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt neither thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrines whereunto thou hast attained, but refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather in goodness. You gotta you gotta build up, exercise yourself in goodness. What can I do? What can I do? Have you ever asked a question that day today? What can I do for the Lord today? One man said like this. He said, I get up in the mornings and I stand in attention and salute and say, I am ser- I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for service today, Lord. <laughs> I don't do that. But what he was really saying, I'm reporting for duty. Amen. Amen. I want to I do something. I want to do something for the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5. Even just to turn back a few pages there from where we are right now. Hebrews chapter 5. And, and we will read a verse of scripture there. Hebrews 5 and uh, verse number 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to utter, seeing we are dull of hearing. For when the time we ought to be teachers, we have need that one teach you again, which are the first principles of the oracles of God. And because such a, we have need of milk, as having need of milk not, and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskilled and words of righteousness, for he is a baby. But strong meat belonging to them that are full of age and to those that are by reason of the use. Amen. Have their senses exercised. Amen. In discerning both good and evil. Praise God. There's spiritual exercise. Amen. And how you do that is praying, seeking the Lord. Amen. Amen. Verse 12. And just I'm jumping ahead just a little bit. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Furthermore, we have, we have fathers of our flesh which correct us and have given them reverence. And we, and, and we give them reverence. And shall we not much rather be subjected unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasures, but he for our profit. Whatever God does, it's for your profit. Oh, your, your boss man's about to fire you for some reason. Go, go in prayer. It'll, it'll really help you. It may not help your job, but it will certainly help your relationship with God. Amen. And make you depend upon him more. Hallelujah. I could stand here tonight and tell you a dozen situations or circumstances uh, that I don't want to even talk about. And I wouldn't tell you. But there are many, many times that God has put a little punishment in my path and he has spoken to me. 
that I am so thankful for him. Amen. Amen. It hurt for a while, but it was good for my spiritual destination. Amen. I, uh, I can tell you when I was, I guess I was 16, about 16 years old, uh, I, was, uh, I was traveling like faster than fast. And uh, I was I was fixing it. Is a dirt is a gravel road, you know, back yonder. And I knew how to take that corner. or doing around seventy miles an hour, and that's exactly what I was doing. And except it a little bit faster is just you know. And I heard the voice of God scream in my ear, "Stop!" and think it over. I was mad. I slammed on the brakes, brakes, and I probably slid a hundred foot. Before around that curve came a man coming from the other direction, and he was sideways. He had done lost control of his car. I would have been right in that curve, and met him. He'd come at me sideways, and he was doing just about as fast as I was. I had a ninety-nine point ninety-nine point nine percent of being killed but I had done slid almost a hundred feet before I ever knew that I was in danger he spoke to me so hard that I responded so quickly it just don't, don't happen God spared my life and I am thankful for that I will ever be grateful for him for that amen Warren Wearsby said this, when we are suffering, amen, it is easy for us to think that God doesn't love us. When something goes wrong, it's easy to think God don't care. That's the thing that we got to have our minds understanding that my Lord Jesus Christ died for me to be saved and he is not going to let just one little circumstances, amen, amen, uh, cause to destroy me or pull me off directions, amen. Whatever happens to me, I start searching, first of all, amen, what is this that God is trying to say or do? I, I don't blame, you know, it's not, it's not a blame game, brothers and sisters, for you and I, you, you, for you and God. God's got a purpose, that if he allows the devil, amen. Now, poor old Job, don't you feel sorry for him? Have you ever read Job? Yeah. You ever read it real slow and thought while you was worried reading it? That man endured, I think, as much as or more than anybody, amen, except Jesus. And still, he couldn't understand it. You can read what he had to say in all these three good friends of his and read all of that and, 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 and let Job just tell you whatever, how he feels about things. He wish you had never been born and this, that, and the other. And, but then he would say, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And I know, amen, that he was going to stand on this earth in the last days. And yet if these skin worms, if these I hope you folks eat supper, but if these maggots, and that's what was working in his body, 
they eat my flesh up, I'm still going to see God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I've got faith to believe, amen, what it's all over with. Me and God's going to be together. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, we have nothing really, amen, to complain about in this generation. But I am telling you, I am telling you, you need to get some hide or you need something to get a backbone because you're going to face some things that you're going to accuse God. If you don't watch it, you're going to accuse God of not loving you and not taking care of you. I'm going to pray and it don't happen. Then the Lord's, Lord's done turn his back on me. The Lord's done this, that, and the other. He just, he told us to keep on knocking. Keep on knocking. Amen. Hallelujah. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Nor faint, amen, when thou art rebuked of him. Amen. This is a quote from Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 11 and 12. Also, it's somewhat of a quote from, from Job 5 and 15 through 17. But we don't despise it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You're checking me for something. And I could, like I say, I'm, 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 I'm thinking in my mind, but I, I'm not wanting to talk. But I do know God spared me, amen, or, or changed my position one time. He just said, no, don't do that. And so I, I put up my, my uh, checkbook, and I didn't do it. And I found out later, it would have been a great thing for me, but I also found out that it possibly could be the change of my life from being a preacher. And I thank God every day. Not every day, but every time I think about it, I thank God that he prevented me from doing something that had been very beneficial to me financially, but it had been very difficult for me spiritually. God does that to all of us, I guarantee you. Amen. If you can hear the voice of God, we need to listen to start listening to the voice of God. Amen. Because I think God's talking to us a whole lot more than we're hearing. Amen. Hallelujah. Because there's all kinds of voices the scripture says talking to us. We gotta, we gotta figure out which one's God. Amen. Some of it, well, Lord, this is very beneficial to my financial ability. This is very beneficial to this, that, and the other. But uh, if it's not beneficial to your spirit, then you better listen to the voice that says that's not good for your Holy Ghost. It's not good for your spirit. Amen. That's where we stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why don't we just stand and worship the Lord right now and thank him. He's brought us thus far. We walk, come this far, as the song says, by faith. Hallelujah. We've come this far by faith, believing and trusting in him. And God, God needs to speak to us in situations, even today, that we'll make sure that we are on the right path. Hallelujah. Amen.
Now, I, I'll tell this before we pray. I, I know that I've said this some years ago. Uh, everybody, probably most, most of you have heard of Nathaniel A. Urshan, right? But uh, his dad, that man, that man for many, many years, his wife left him because he was a Christian. This Pentecostal, amen, Pentecostal faith, he got the Holy Ghost. He was in Moody's Church in Chicago. And uh, Lord filled him with the Holy Ghost. His wife didn't want to go. So she left him. And when I saw him, I want to tell you what, if you ever shook his hand, you'd feel like you're shaking the hands of God because power would go through you if you ever shook his hand. But he would not even take a drink of water unless he gave thanks for it. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, he, he was that serious about it, business. He's a great man of God. Great man of God. He was Nathaniel Urson's dad. He told his son, it was, we was at general conference when he was struck down and he told his son, said, Nathaniel, I said, son, you go to the general conference. Go on, leave me. He said, I'm fixing to go to heaven. He said, you can, go to the, you can go to the general conference, but I'm fixing to go to the world conference. I'm going to heaven. And, uh, and, and that's, that's how faithful he was. He didn't want his son to miss out on a general conference on his dying bed because he wasn't going to be there when he come back. And Brother Urshan did that. Amen. Let's just thank God. Lord Jesus, I want, to be, I want to be what you want me to be. Lord, I want to hear your voice, God, when you speak because we need direction. All of us need direction. God, we need God to somehow in all of our choosing things in this world sometimes, we don't know where they'd be best for our physical or spiritual but I pray, God, tonight that, Lord, you would somehow intervene into every situation of every saint of God that says, I want to live for God, I want to serve God, I want to make it to heaven. That, Lord, that they would not take the wrong path somewhere, God, and look back, Lord, a year or two later and recognize they're going the wrong direction. I ask Jesus that you would keep a fresh God anointing spirit upon us all, that we can know, Lord, amen, the will of the Spirit in every situation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, and amen. And the Lord bless you.